There we go. There we go. We live. There What's we going go. on Facebook? We live. The gambling. Pointed at everything, and it took a minute. <laughs> the gambling shake. Uh, uh, you. Uh, I'm known as Bobby Vita. You follow me on Twitter at RoboHeads Junior. My main man. Hot, steaming hot. That's why this episode is Gabe is on fire. Gabe Myers, G underscore Myers, thirty three. My boy Jordan Alvarez on fire as well. <laughs> 3-0 in college football last week. That is Gabe's third time this season going 3-0 and on hey. his college football card. And more proud, more proud of this. First outright winner, and that's my dog. Yep. I've, I, ha- I had a heartbreaking stretch there over, over several weeks. Mm-hmm. We had a heartbreaking stretch there. Then we just had some outright bad picks on my part. Um, <laughs> But we got one last week. I hated. I hated that it was against my Longhorns. But that's right. uh, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Oh yeah, you got to do what you got to do. And you said that. You said that when I picked UT. You said Rob, I don't know about this one. They had a big letdown against Oklahoma, and that's still carrying on to this game. And and if you really looked at the game, it's just the second half of Texas. UT just cannot strap it all together. It's just bad play calling. It's weird mm-hmm. because they have a great running back. Yeah, they, they have leads in the second half, and they can't run the ball in the second half. Like it's it's odd, which tells you like the offensive line is very good. Which that's something. Stark defensive line ain't any good either. Uh, in Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, the state of Oklahoma exposed that over the last two weeks. Um, so that's something they need to get fixed. But and then I use that same logic. I was like, Rob, when they brought in Caleb Williams, there was a different energy in Sooner uh-huh. Nation out there. And uh he he impressed against uh who'd they play like it was a TCU. He impressed against yeah. TCU last week. Mm-hmm. Right? So I said this is week one. Last week was week one of Oklahoma's national championship season. They were my preseason title picks. This is a team I expected to see this year. They're starting to play like it. I expect them to be undefeated going into the college football playoff, and we'll see where the chips fall from there. Just made one move. One move leading up to halftime, and, I mean, I guess uh, Lincoln Riley is never looking back. <laughs> but uh, let's go to college this week. It's a, it's a solid card. Um, it's a solid card, and I, I just want to give kudos. We didn't pick them. We don't, we don't have them on this card, but UTSA. I told you keep your eyes out on UTSA. You did in the preseason. You did. I did. Uh, ranked now number 24 in the country. Uh, they are ahead playing. of Clemson. Huh? Ranked ahead of Clemson. Yeah. They- <laughs> Would have never seen that coming in the preseason. <laughs> never seen that coming. And also, uh, a big victory and announcement. Uh, American <laughs> League, American Conference has gathered up three Texas teams, UNT, Rice, and UTSA with UAB and a few other teams coming from Conference USA to American Conference to replace three teams in American Conference who left for the Big 12, Cincy, UH, and um, that one. Oh, my God. Escaping my mind. UCF. UCF to the Big 12. There we go. I, I like to think that my boys in Huntsville started all this conference realignment stuff. When Sam Houston went to the WAC, that was just the first domino to fall. Led to Texas to know you joining the SEC, which led to the Big 12 moves, which now led to these American Conference moves. And then this, what's this, not a super conference, I forget what the word is called, that the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12 are threatening to do to counter the SEC. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But Sam, he, it all comes back to the Bearcats in the end. I'm just I'm just letting you know. I, I mean, hey, you broke like you knew about the news before I did. And I was like, wait, wait, what are you talking about? They're going to the WAC. Like, what? And then I, I went to to the station. I work at Sports Radio 610 in, in Houston, Texas. I went to the station and one of the studios had the press release of uh Sam Houston joining the WAC. And I was like, what the heck? What was I? What I man, I don't know. Anyway, let's get to college. It all comes back to the Bearcats and then defending <laughs> national champions and currently undefeated homecoming this weekend in Huntsville. We welcome Jacksonville State, who knocked off Florida State earlier this year. So yeah, yeah. if Florida State beats anybody in the ACC, that means if we beat Jacksonville State this weekend, we're better than that ACC team. By yeah, man. They, they beat 
I don't anyway. Let, we're not gonna get because <laughs> you know, you know I, I'm gonna get into the college food, but I'm like, well, they beat North Carolina, but anyway, uh, games of the week this week for college football. Uh, let's start out. Uh, number 10, Oregon. Shout out to the Ducks going to Berkeley, uh, UCLA, uh, minus two over to under 60 and a half. You gotta like what Chip Kelly is doing with UCLA. It they lost some games that they should have won, I, I admit that, but. Going into Washington, taking care of business, go ahead, touchdown there. Um, shuttled up some more victories along the way. I'm very pleased with Chip Kelly's doing in his fourth year. It seems like he's been at UCLA well, a long time. Let me ask you, what's their okay. best win this year? I mean, I'll probably say Washington. <laughs> okay, Washington <laughs> lost to Montana. Yeah. <laughs> Montana lost to Eastern Washington. That's not to hear more there. So, mm-hmm. okay, LSU, that's their best one of the year. LSU just fired their damn coach. Yeah. They just fired their – I think UCLA, they beat LSU early in the season, and they're in L.A., and, mm-hmm. you know, people in, there are people in the media who like Chip Kelly. It's like, oh, he's turning it around. He's turning it around. I said in the preseason I don't buy into UCLA. And I think the win over LSU, not I think, I'm certain the win over LSU was fool's gold in week one. And now they're a favorite against the number 10 team in the country. Um, Whenever these lines come out, it's like, okay, they're a favorite for a reason. Mm-hmm. I physically, not Oregon, Oregon's just going to overwhelm them. That's just, that's just the way I see this gameplay. And now I think Oregon just has bigger, better athletes. There's no, you know, they lost Stanford earlier in the year. That was a, little careless look ahead factor there none of that here this is the game day game and you know where there's no really one amazing game this week this is the game college game day is at um in Oregon you know Oregon getting a prime spot on ABC there I'm uh I'm looking for the Ducks to uh looking for the Ducks to really show up and be the team that we saw beat Ohio State not the one we saw lose to Stanford and play other teams in the Pac-12 closer than they should. Yeah, yeah. You speak of Oregon last week, kind of struggled against Cal. Uh, we, like a lot of guys, the cappers I work with at Wager Talk, they knew it was going to be a struggle. People were big on Cal, 13 and a half on the cover last week. Uh, Oregon, uh, Anthony Brown just did not make the passes that he was supposed to make the pass, especially late in the game. Uh, that pressure from Cal defensive line was getting to him. Uh, so this game... Like you said, prime time, college game day is, you know, in Cali. Oregon get the big prime time spot. Uh, and also for Oregon, they recruit so heavily out of Southern California. Mm-hmm. Another dynamic here, this is a recruiting This is a recruiting win potentially for them. They go into L.A. in game day, beat one of the flagship schools in California, and just, hey, we're, we're here. We're the top dog. A little bit of a statement opportunity for the Ducks. Like that. Uh, next game, and I'm I'm just surprised by your pick because you hate this team. Uh, USC at Notre Dame uh, minus seven. Notre Dame is the favorite over under fifty seven and a half. USC. It, I mean, just they they have been. I admit they have been disappointing. They. I mean, you know, first Coach Helton, he had to go. Then um, after that, then you know. The brother took over and he's one and one split it. Well, really, one and two. His first game was against Oregon State. Now, I'm not going to knock Oregon State. Oregon State is probably one of those surprising teams. Uh, great defense, solid offense. You can't be losing by 30 to Oregon State. Don't try to make that loss sound better than it was. Okay, it was awful. It, 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 <laughs> it was awful. But then you, you, you pounce on Colorado like everybody else has, then you lose the Utah. And you know Utah, Charlie Brewer, Baylor transfer. He's out the picture. He might go. He he might transfer again. Um, so, South is becoming intriguing now with Arizona State. I thought they'd go away at some point, but they're still kind of there. They're still, they're still there. But uh, Notre Dame, uh, offensively, it's a lot of questions as well, especially with the quarterback play with Jack Cohn. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm really surprised you picked this team, but uh, okay. but they play, playing at South Bend. Let me explain why I picked Notre Dame, and uh-huh. I'm very comfortable with this pick. Very, very comfortable here. 
Um, one, we'll start with the uh, non-traditional reason why I picked uh, why I picked Notre Dame. There is a video circulating of a USC football player. And he's talking about the game in Notre Dame. And someone goes like, yeah, it'll be, you know, it'll be kind of nice out there. It'll only be about 40 degrees at kickoff. Dude goes, 40 degrees? <laughs> like, like, he ain't ready to play in 40-degree weather. Those yeah. you know, people in California don't know that the temperature gets below 65. Um, so <laughs> that's part of it. Really what this is, though, USC, you mentioned the question of Notre Dame's offense, and they're legit. But Notre Dame does have really good tight ends and they have a really good running back, Kyron Williams, that can really run the football. And Jack mm-hmm. Cohn, not a great quarterback. He does a pretty good job of taking care of the ball. USC can't defend the run. I mean, that that is their that is their biggest issue right now. It's not – I mean, not that the coaching staff change help, but it's not the head coaching change. It's not personnel. It's not – it's they can't defend the run. And they're playing a team in Notre Dame – that wants to run the football and will run the football until you stop them from running the football. True. And Notre Dame does have a pretty good defense. I don't trust USC to stop Notre Dame from running the football. Games in South Bend. USC is a program in flux right now. They don't have any type of identity. Notre Dame, this is a Notre Dame team of last year that was, you know, one of the top six, seven teams in the country. Mm -hmm. But they have an identity. They're, they're physical. They're going to run down your throat. I like the Irish to put a pounding on USC. I don't think seven's high enough. 14 might not be high enough for this one. I like Notre Dame big. The last time I bet Notre Dame in a game, they came through big against Wisconsin. So just uh, just remember, like I said, I don't like this team. When I bet Oklahoma or Notre Dame, just know that means I feel really good about it. Because I hate those two. I hate those two teams. I, I take it. I, all right, I take it. Well, since you jumped into your first pick, hold your seat, everybody. <clears throat> this is going to be my first banger right here today. Show uh, disclaimer: recording is October twenty first. <laughs> Clemson plus three at Pitt. This is the first time in a long time Clemson is not the favorite. You're going in ATC play. I think the last time they weren't the favorite was against Jameis Winston's Florida State team. Yeah, it's been a long. That's been that's been that's been eight plus years. It's been a long time. <laughs> um, but uh, Clemson plus three. I just look. I think Clemson's okay. The, the last week victory over Syracuse, 17-14. They really struggled in the first half. Kind of picked it up in the second half defensively. Go ahead, touchdown to finish off the game. Um, I just don't believe in Pitt like that. Pitt can score, but the damn show can't defend. Now, Clemson, on the other hand, they could defend, but the damn show can't score on the offensive side. So what are you saying, Rob? What are you saying, Bobby Beats? Who going to get me to the – who going who can I count on at the end of the game? DJ Oogaloo or Ryan Pickett. Thank you, thank you. Or Ryan Pickett for Pittsburgh. I'm going to ride with DJ. I think Dabo got this team ready. That bye week, they needed that bye week. They, they lost to NC State. They underperformed against Georgia Tech. I mean, the, you got to think about the rain delay. The, the rain delay kind of put a hold on that game. If you go back to week two and look at that game. But uh, I, I think Clemson, they're going to wake up. Now they know they're not going for a playoff this season. They're more going for a citrus bowl. They're going for a Tropicana bowl, a cheesy bowl. One of the useless bowl games that it doesn't do anything. It, I mean, Clemson can recruit. They can get the five-star guys. They don't need a, a bowl game to clarify who they are. But this game here, plus three, I'm riding with Dabo. I think Dabo will make the plays. He will, well, he don't, he will call the plays for this team. Uh, to, to make it happen, I think this is a big statement because you're going to a, a conference matchup, you're an underdog against a ranked opponent in Pittsburgh now. They rank 25, 20, or 23 in the country. You got to make a statement here. Plus three, give me Clemson. Is there a Tropicana Bowl? I know there's a Citrus Bowl. I know there's a Cheez-It Bowl. I wasn't aware if there was a Tropicana Bowl or not, but I'm not – up to date on my bowl game sponsorships here so okay uh, how about academy here? sports and outdoors <laughs> there we go there we go that would there be in houston go. actually <laughs> what's that that would actually be in houston 
that uh American uh oh, American the Texas Bowl, Bowl now the Academy Sports and Outdoors Bowl. There we go. There we go. All right. Yeah, I dropped my Notre Dame pick there. Minus seven. Love the Irish in that one. I hate the Irish, but I love them to crush USC. Uh, next pick, going to the Big 12 here. Rob, when a line doesn't make sense, oh, Vegas knows something you don't. Uh-huh. I'm taking the Hawkeyes. Minus seven at home against Oklahoma State. Rob, it was only six weeks ago. You know, I know that's so long ago. We were basically children at the time. Um, I was I I was still 25 uh, six weeks ago. Six weeks ago, I was still in my mid 20s six weeks ago. Uh, six weeks ago, Iowa State was a top 10 team in the country. They were ranked that way at least. This is a team with high expectations coming into the year. They lost to Iowa, they lost to Baylor, they lost some of their muster. This is a team run the ball, physical. Matt Campbell's a really good coach. Brees Hall, one of the best running backs in the country still, despite Iowa State not living up to expectations. They have an experienced quarterback back there in Brock Purdy. And Oklahoma State, I, they beat Texas last week because Texas just handed them the game. Uh-huh. Texas just handed them the game. Oklahoma State, I know they're undefeated. I know they're ranked high. They haven't been impressive. Their running back is really good, but Spencer Sanders, who I thought would be one of the best quarterbacks in the Big 12 this year and one of the better quarterbacks in the country, I don't know what's happened. He hasn't played well this year. Oklahoma State under Mike Gundy all of a sudden can't score? What the hell is going on in Stillwater when Oklahoma State's having trouble putting points on the board? I mean, that's the one thing you could always count on with Oklahoma State. Was they ever going to score? I don't know if they were going to defend, but they were going to score. This week, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, a big win over Texas. Big win. Fox, big noon kickoff. Everyone's telling them how great they are. Oh, you're top 10 in the country now. It's Bedlam with Oklahoma coming up. Maybe two undefeated teams. Iowa State doubled by double digits over Oklahoma State here. I like Iowa State comfortably over the Cowboys. Seven-point favorite at home. I like Iowa State comfortably over Oklahoma State here. Again, if it doesn't, if you look at this line, what the hell? Oklahoma State's undefeated. I'm giving up seven points. Guys, it's a trap. A trap. Take the guys. Minus seven. I like that. But you got to give Oklahoma State, they're getting people back healthy uh, for, for Sanders, the quarterback. Um, great defensive, like you said, great defensive team. They, they just ain't scoring. A lot of points. Uh, I mean, great defensive team, but in the first half, Texas went up and down the field on them. Exactly. That's what that's what I'm saying. Exactly. That is what I'm saying. So this is going to be I, – I feel what you're saying. I feel you're knocking. I'm going to let you in. But Iowa State um, watched that game against Kansas State last week. Just was dominating. And Kansas State doesn't have the offense. You know, they're, they're more defensive defensive team. But Brees Hall, man, he, he the truth. I think he, he got talent. He got NFL talent. He, he, oh, no, he's an NFL back for sure. There's yeah, no, yeah. you know, not a first round pick, probably a second, third round pick somewhere in day two. But uh, no, he's absolutely an NFL back. Um, and Iowa State, there, you know, I, th- I like Iowa State to get better, and that's what we saw from Iowa State last year. Remember, they lost to Lafayette. Was mm-hmm. it? Uh, yeah, they lost to you all yeah, Lafayette. Right, they won uh-huh. last year. Came back and was a possession away from winning the Big Twelve championship at the end of the year. So this is a team under Matt Campbell that get better as the year goes on. I think people are going to realize once again how good Iowa State is in uh, here this week against Oklahoma State. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. Cougs, happy homecoming. Happy homecoming, Cougs. Houston Cougars minus 13 and a half versus East Carolina. Cougs look good, man. I, I, Dana Hogerson, they're buying into the program. These are his recruits now. These are his guys who he brought in. He's done with the uh, – well, he kind of been done with the major Applewhite uh, recruits. They they, yeah, they about done. They they done graduated. Some went to the NFL, Ed Oliver. Um, that now, Ed up. Oliver was a Tom Herman recruit. Oh, he was Tom. Oh, so is that boy from North Shore who was lying back at uh, L.A. Chargers, too. Uh, Emika Logie 
uh, uh, key, I don't know the name, but anyway, word uh, no, yeah, no, keep no, going. Sorry, sorry. And Patrick Turner was Patrick Turner his? Peyton Turner. Peyton Turner was Peyton Turner his? Peyton Turner would have had to have been a uh, Apple White. Yeah, that was Apple White. So that's what I'm saying. Anyway, the Cougs look good. Why the Cougs look good? Because they run the ball. They got some back. They got that young freshman back there who making it happen. And uh, Clayton Toon doing his thing, you know. Toon, hey, Toon. Hey, I'll tell you what. This is weird to say about a Dana Holgerson team. Cooks are playing defense now. Yeah. They're playing, they're playing some real defense, out, which is like, you think Dana Holgerson, you think Air Raid spread it out. Will Greer, mm-hmm. teams at West Virginia, just putting points on the board. They're playing some real defense out there in Houston. Nice to know. Nice to know that one team in the city of Houston is playing some defense out there. Uh, not everyone can be my Bearcats up in Huntsville, but uh, Coop's playing some real defense out Ooh. there at the in the third ward. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. doing that thing. They haven't played good defense like that since 2016, and we all know what happened. They went to the Peach Bowl and they beat up on Florida State. Can this team do that? I they, I think they can. Good run game, open up the pass game, play great defense. They take away. They do. They have a lot of takeaways. They, they got some young backs back there. Them cornerbacks. Uh, last name Hogan, number nineteen. That brother does it. That brother, whoo! That brother could pick off a pass and take it, take it all the way to the house. That brother, could, that brother can cover. I'm telling you, this this team, thirteen and a half, happy homecoming, Cougs, easy, easy cover against East Carolina. East Carolina. Now you mentioned, oh, oh, they beat Marshall, so they 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 they, they don't have they don't have the offense, not even the offense. They can't stop anybody on the defensive side. I love the Cougs, man. Big, man. Happy homecoming, Cougs. Yeah, it's a homecoming game for a reason this week. I'm with you on the uh, on the Cougs. And we're just going to do a little joint thing right here because we're on the same side of this one. We both like the Ducks plus two at UCLA. I went into it earlier. UCLA, I believe there's a little bit of fool's gold there with the Bruins because they beat LSU early on in the season. That's, mm-hmm. some, fool, that's some fool's gold there. Um, you know, because LSU fired their coach. We're seeing LSU ain't what we expect them to be in the preseason. Uh, and then Oregon, again, at some point, we saw we watched the Ohio State game. Yeah. We all watched the Ohio State game. We know what this team is capable of. Eventually, they're going to get back to that. And maybe this is a team that needs that big spot. They need the spotlight. They're not, you know, they struggled with Fresno State week one. Mm-hmm. Then they dominate Ohio State in week two in the horseshoe on the road. They lose to Stanford. They struggle with the cow. Maybe mm-hmm. this is a team that needs the spotlight. They need the attention. They're a bright lights type of team. Game day is going to be there. It's in LA. Big recruiting game for them. I like Oregon plus the two. I, I mean, obviously, I like them to win here. I, I'm I'm just on the Ducks right now. I, I I don't believe I don't believe in UCLA, and I do believe in the talent that Oregon has on the roster. I may not believe in the quarterback necessarily. I do believe in the overall talent of this roster. And I don't really believe in UCLA's quarterback either, for that matter. So I don't believe in either quarterback. I like Oregon's coaching staff better. I like their talent roster better. Give me the Ducks and give me two points. Yeah, DTR quarterback from UCLA. He hasn't really – I mean, he, he's made the plays, but he hasn't really, like, stood out like a lot of people. He's a fifth-year senior. A lot of people are big on him, like, oh, my God, DTR, he, this might be the year. He might figure it out. But uh, this to me, this isn't the the year that he's like taking that next step. Like UCLA, like I said, on the 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 big wins, like I said, LSU, Washington, going to Washington and and defeat them. It's a little different. Oregon team is a little more talented defensive side. Okay, yeah, they lost Verdell for the season, but I think they they got die. They got die back there, and then my goodness, he he. He can run the ball. He can catch and out the backfield. That defensive front for Oregon as well, led oh, yeah, by Kevin Thibodeau, the mm-hmm. consensus number one prospect in this upcoming draft. I mean, that's uh, that's because UCLA needs to run the football to win games. They're mm-hmm. going up against the best defensive front they've seen this year. That That's the issue for me. Yep. All right. That's our picks. Uh, recap. Uh, Gabe, Notre Dame, minus seven versus USC. Uh, Iowa State minus seven versus Oklahoma State, and last but not least, Oregon plus two at UCLA. Uh, for myself, Clemson plus three at Pitt. <laughs> uh, Houston 
minus thirty Houston Cougars, that is. Houston minus 13 and a half versus East Carolina. Happy homecoming Cougs. Last but not least, Oregon plus two at UCLA. Man, gave first time on a joint uh project. Uh, let's see this. Make it happen. Roof, roof. I hear some barking. That's my dog. Uh, that's my dog. It's it works like super dog on college game day. Uh, Gabe explain it. <laughs> so you pick a if you pick a dog and they cover, that's a point. You pick a dog, a single digit dog, they outright win, that's two. You pick a double digit dog and they outright win, that's three. All so right, I should institute a rule of a three touchdown dog, but that's uh, we're not doing that because <laughs> that directly affects me. Um, my dog this week, I'm playing look ahead factor here. There's a couple things at play. I like Northwestern plus 23 and a half at in the big house. Do I like them to win? Not necessarily. Here's what I like. One look ahead factor for Michigan, Michigan state's next week, potential for an unbeaten in-state rivalry there. That would be really cool. Especially given the expectations of these two programs in the preseason, they're going to be unbeaten at this point. Hats off to Harbaugh and Mel Tucker um, out there in the, uh, in the state of the, with the great lakes. Um, but Michigan, their identity, what they do, they run the ball. They overwhelm you over the course of four quarters. They kind of lean on you, and eventually you just kind of give in. They're not built to blow you out. Uh-huh. They don't – even like Washington – they played Washington in week two. Washington's been mentioned a lot in the show. They played Washington in week two, and they really handled Washington. With the final score of that game was like, what, 27 to 10 or 27 to 6. Like, they dominated Washington – and if you watch the game, it felt like they were up by 45, but they only ended up winning by like 20. Uh-huh. And I say that Michigan is just not built to blow people out, especially when they lost Ronnie Bell, their top receiver in week one. They don't really have much of an over-the-top threat. They're going to run you and ground you in a, grind you in a submission. Northwestern on a Pat Fitzgerald, they pride themselves on being physical, so I don't think Michigan is going to get that edge right away. And there's a look-ahead factor here where Michigan could potentially come out flat because it's – Every all the fans, all the media, everyone's attention is on Michigan and Michigan State next week. I like Northwestern plus 23 and a half. Don't really like them to win, but I love them to cover here at this number with the look ahead factor and the fact that Michigan is not built to blow people out. I talked about last week uh, or two weeks ago on the show where how the Buffalo Bills are built to blow people out in the NFL because they never take their foot off the gas pedal. Michigan is not built to blow people out the way they play University of Michigan. So give me Northwestern plus 23 and a half in the big house. I'm stepping out on a limb. I really like, I like that pick from you for Northwestern. They play tough, tough defensive team. They're going to keep it close. I love that. LSU plus nine at Ole Miss. LSU at home last week with 12 point dogs against Florida. LSU outright won that game. Without their star wide receiver, who was out for the season, Max Johnson, Brad Johnson's son, he could do it again. I plus not. I I think LSU. I think they're just playing for Ed Orgeron, man. I, I think they're going out for the last hoorah uh, for a coach who coached the twenty nineteen team that will be top ten in college football history. Team when it all said and done. Um. Arguably, <laughs> but, I don't know, uh, but arguably that team was yeah, that team that, that team was insane. That team was amazing. But plus nine at Ole Miss, I, th- I think they if they could slow down, they could do what uh, what Tennessee did last week. If you watch the Ole Miss and Tennessee game, it, you know it, it got a little nasty. Of course, at the end, from Tennessee fans, who brings a bottle of mustard to a college football game? I'm just really curious here. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the game, I, I knew Tennessee Ole Miss, the over was set at 83. I'm like, these teams are not scoring 40. Uh, I know Tennessee had a, a nice scoring streak. Josh Heupel, he's going to get, you know, that's his style. That's really his style. He brought that UCL style over to Tennessee, but he don't have the right quarter. He had the right quarterback in Hooker, but he's hurt. Joe Mixon, Michigan nope. transfer. Joe You're Milton, right. excuse me. Milton. Yeah. Joe Milton, Michigan transfer, is not he's not that guy. So this this game to me, um, if you could slow down Matt Corral the best way you can, um, I think LSU defense is still 
solid. It's not good. It's not Devin White and, and uh, uh, what's the North Shore defensive end? Casey on. It's not, it's not that. It ain't that. But it's solid enough to slow down Matt Corral, Heisman Trophy um, runner right now. He's he first. I think they can slow him down. Plus nine. I like LSU, man. LSU, big, big victory over Florida. Big, I mean, I wouldn't say save. It didn't save Ed Orgeron's season. He's going either way. But it 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 gave him hope and say, well, okay, we got something here. Let's build upon that and let's go, let's go down there to uh Oxford and make some noise. So I'll tell you why I don't like this. Because last year, LSU or Ole Miss lost a very close game at LSU when Matt Corral threw five interceptions. Yeah. And you know, all offseason, that was eating away at Lane Kiffin and Matt Corral. I know LSU had the big, you know, you know, I don't know, they didn't actually do it, but Kerry Orgeron off the field moment, the beloved head coach. There's a saying, hope springs eternal, but that's not the case in college football. Hope goes away very quickly. Hope goes away about seven minutes into this game when Ole Miss is up 14 to nothing. That that's about when hope goes away. Um, there's a look. Oh, I, I Ole Miss, I believe they're a more talented team. They're a more well-coached team. They are building where LSU is just they had their moment. I don't trust LSU to respond well to adversity with that with the coaching situation being what it is. Don't trust them to respond well to adversity. I do certainly trust the uh Trust Ole Miss a lot more. You mentioned Matt Corral. And even uh, Snoop Connor and Jerry and Ely, the Ole Miss running backs, they can run the ball. And LSU has shown they can't really stop the run this year. I mean, all the hype about Matt Corral, he's, you know, him or the Malik Willis from Liberty, probably the top two quarterbacks in college football right now. Um, but Ole Miss can really run the ball. Kiffin can really call a game. I like Ole Miss to thump LSU because of the way they lost last year. You just know that was eating away at them all off, all, all off season. And just in reality, how many times, you know, is Kiffin going to get a chance where he's probably – he's going to be the favorite over LSU, where Ole Miss is going to be favored over LSU. I like Ole Miss to win this one uh, at home in the Grove. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, that's my dog. That was actually – I replaced that with Notre Dame. That was actually one of my picks before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's my dog. That's my dog. Uh, Northwestern plus 23 and a half. Uh, at Michigan. I just need them to cover to get a point. You want to outright win two? In this case, no, outright three. win three. Yeah, in this case, three. I should have uh, five, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> LSU plus nine for myself at Ole Miss. If it covers, hey. One, if it outright wins and covers, that's two. Uh, that is that's my dog, and that is the recap. Uh, that is concluding. Uh, talking about recap. That is concluding college football. On to the pros, where everybody loves NFL. Um, game of the week. This is a shocker right here. Chicago Bears at Tampa Bay. You got Justin Fields meeting up against the goat, Tom Brady. Uh, Bucks, of course, are minus 12 and a half favorites over and under 47. Um, I don't know how to look at this one. I, I will speak on this one later. I yeah, got on that one later. Speak. I got oh. here's, here's what I will say about this one before I go any further. Here's what I'll say. I can see, I can see this game being a defensive struggle uh-huh. because the Bears defense is really good with that defensive line. They can get some pressure on Tom Brady. Um, and the Bucks defense front's really good. Uh-huh. I can also see this being a shootout because obviously you got Tom Brady and Tampa on one side, and they can score on anybody. And on the other side, Tampa's defense, their secondary, with all the injuries, just not very good. Uh-huh. Their secondary is game to give up some points there. So I could see it being a defensive struggle, a 17-13 kind of game. I can also see this, see this being a 34-30 type of game. So that I'm very interested in this one because there's a there's a few possibilities here. Um, so that's what I'll say about it. This game intrigues me quite a bit, but I gotta I have a very strong pick on this one. Uh, okay, next game: Kansas City Chiefs at Tennessee Titans. Uh, Kansas City minus five and a half favorites over and under fifty-seven and a half. Got to get that half in there. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. Kansas City has had some very tough, well, one tough game I can remember off the back, off the top of my head, at Tennessee. 
where it uh, went in overtime and, you know, Tennessee prevailed through the game. But Tennessee Titans playing in a weakened SAFC. So I, I mean, horrible. But uh, Derrick Henry, man, uh, I got him on one of my leagues on my fantasy football team. And thank you, brother. You you kept toking the ball and getting in the end zone. That's what you're supposed to do. I got 72 points. Uh, my, my boy, he, he got the he got the points spread high, really. But uh, I got 72 points off of him. Kansas City minus five and a half. Kansas City rebounded back last week against the football team, even though Pat Mahomes threw two interceptions. But, you know, he still won. Um, is Pat Mahomes losing his thunder? <laughs> he, the thing is, he's being reckless and it's costing him. Yeah. And I think I said this last week where I, there's a little bit of Golden State Warriors feel to them where it's like they've had so much postseason success, hard to get up for the regular season. Mm-hmm. But in basketball, that's okay. You can't really do that in football. Yeah. Don't really uh, don't really work that way in football. So I'm a, in Tennessee, they showed they can play with the best of them. They, they beat Buffalo on Monday night. Even if they would have lost that game, they went right down to the wire with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the margins were so fine there at the end of the game. Um, this is a, uh, I don't have a pick on this game. I kind of lean Tennessee because of how Kansas city turns the ball over. I tell you, I love the over here because Tennessee as they can't, the, they couldn't defend the high school teams I covered. I mean, can Tennessee can't defend anybody. Um, but can, but they can really, they can really score. I mean, with Julio, AJ Brown, we don't know if Julio's going to play this week. His status is up in the air, but they still got AJ Brown, uh-huh. Derek Henry, obviously, um, and the Chiefs, they can't stop the run or the pass. Uh, so I feel like play action games are going to work really well for Tennessee this week. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, lo- oh, I love over 57 and a half just because of the two defenses that are on the field and the two offenses that are on the field. Yeah, So yeah. I lean Tennessee, but I don't know. I know Mahomes been turning the ball over. Is he going to turn the ball over against this defense and how bad they've been? That's kind of my question. But the I love over. I love overs here. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I had a two and well, I had a two zero oh, and one last week. I had a push, had a push. First push of the year in NFL for either of us. Mm-hmm. And Gabe, you fell out pretty well. Two and one is. You had a great week, man. You you had a great week. I, I got. Hey, I give flowers around here, brother. You, you had. Do, a great you're week. much more giving than I am. <laughs> you had a great week. Um. I'm gonna kick it out. Rob is so much more generous than I am out there. <laughs> I'm gonna kick it out. This team, um, they've been struggling the last three weeks. They started out good, three and zero. They played a, a team that I' not a fan of. I, I don't know. I I live in the city of the same team, and they dominated this team on Thursday night football. Um, Carolina Panthers is who I'm speaking of. Minus three. At NYG, the New York Giants. I think Daniel Jones is coming back for this game. I don't know if he – I think he's clearing concussion protocol. I know they're not going to be having uh, – no, they're not going to be having. Lord. I know they're not going to have Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay's status. Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony. I don't think is playing either. Yeah, so they're missing a lot of people. <laughs> uh, so this And they don't like, really have pieces of spare on offense. That's <laughs> Yeah, they don't. They're, they're, they're not exactly the Kansas City Chiefs or Tampa Bay Bucks with the offensive weapons out there. That, that team Not wasn't. exactly the Arizona Cardinals receiving core. <laughs> now, that team wasn't built like that. Uh, <laughs> Carolina, this is a big bounce back. Uh, Sam Darnold, uh, last three games, he's thrown six interceptions. Uh, previously, before those three games, he only thrown one interception. Um, it's kind of falling back into just a tad bit. Just a tad, not a lot. But just falling him back into that NYJ, the New York Jets a little bit. Just he just gotta shake it off. He got a lot of great pieces. He doesn't have Christian McCaffrey. That's a big piece to be missing out on. And they're 0 and three without McCaffrey. Yeah, like, yeah they're three and zero with them. They're 0 and three without. Yeah, there you go. He he uh, might matter. He 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 might matter a little bit. <laughs> missing a few pieces on the defensive side, but I think this is the game where they bounce back. <laughs> New York Giants last week, and I told you. I told I said, man, the Rams going to stomp them. Nine and a half, ten and a half, eleven and a half. It didn't matter. This is the Rams. This is one of the hottest teams in the NFC right now. And then they, then they 38 to 11. They just 
This is what they did to him. Get him out of here. This was the line of the week in sports television was Nick Wright this week. He goes, the Rams beat the Giants by 30, which is like beating a normal NFL team by seven. Exactly. 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 I think Carolina can return the favor. Now, some eyes, some eyes, some eyes of the cappers, this is a trap game because it could go, it could go either way, depend. I mean, really depending on how Carolina has been playing these last three games. But I think Carolina Panthers can turn it around. Give me minus three at NYG. Yeah, I'm uh I I like that. I considered it. It's Carolina's been so up and down. I don't know about Darnold's consistency right now. Hard for me to bet them. Uh so but I can't really talk much about consistency given who I'm going with first. I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons as a two and a half point favorite. So this is doomed to fail. But I actually like this quite a bit. One, Falcons are coming off a bye. I think they're getting better with Arthur Smith as the head coach, new head coach in there, starting to work out pace in the offense more. Cordero Patterson becoming a fantasy superstar at running back, and he's been really good for him. They also got Mike Davis back there. Calvin Ridley's back this week. He's practicing. He's going to play. They got the weapons. But Miami, I mean, when are they just going to pull the trigger on a Deshaun Watson trade? I feel like six different times over the last six months I've heard the Dolphins are close. They're, they're close to uh, they're close trading for Deshaun Watson, and Tua Tagovailoa is going to be part of the trade in some capacity, whether it's sending him to Washington or sending him to Houston or whoever else. Or How how does this affect the locker room? I mean, And then you lose. You're coming back from London. So you were in London last week. Now you're coming back from London. You got these trade rumors. You lost to the damn Jaguars on a 50-yard field goal by a dude who was selling insurance two weeks ago. I mean, gosh, I Miami, I feel like everything's going against them right now. I feel like the Falcons are actually trending up. Like, that's the weird thing about this. Falcons are actually trending up. They got Kyle, you know, Kyle Pitts had his best game of the best game of the season last time he was out there. They actually played in London two weeks ago, then had to buy last week. They got two capable running backs. They got Ridley at receiver. Matt Ryan, is he a star at this point? No, but he's definitely a capable quarterback. He can get the ball to receivers. Dolphins dealing with injuries in their secondary. Not a good matchup here. And I don't think the Falcons' defense is very good. I don't really think Miami's offense can take advantage of it. I don't think Miami can really do anything about it. I like the Falcons minus two and a half in Miami. I can't believe I'm taking the Falcons in a game, but I'm taking the Falcons minus two and a half in Miami. Say it with your chest. Uh, next game for myself, Kansas City, Tennessee, like you spoke on the over 57 and a half. Like you said, both defenses can't really stop each other, but both offenses are very, very explosive. Uh, Chiefs, of course, they're just missing a running game. If you add the running game, it opens up, you know, Patrick Mahomes to do all that wild stuff. Kind of. But, uh, you know, I think she's just missing the running game. But you got Patrick Mahomes back there with three of the deadliest weapons, uh, two of the deadliest weapons you could have, the Cheetah and Kelsey. Uh, and then on the other side of Tennessee, uh, number 22, Derrick Henry. I mean, never seen somebody that size, that stature, that moves that quickly in open space. Uh, so, uh, like you said, Julio's status is up in there, but Jay Brown, is, he came back last Monday. Uh, solid, solid performance. Uh, you know, so Ryan Tannehill, he could sling the ball. He could throw it around, make some plays happen. Give me the over 57 and a half. I think a couple of times, I want to say the last, what, two, three times these teams have matched up, they have hit the over. Yeah, no, they, uh, they produce some high-scoring contests when they match up. I'm I'm with you on that on that over as well. That feels like the play here. Um, my second one of the week got the Packers minus eight at home against the football team. Um, coming into the year, I feel like I've said it so many times. I expected this defense to be a top five unit in the league. I actually expected them to be the best defense in the league. Quite honestly, I thought they'd be that good. They haven't been. I mean, they've been awful. They've been terrible on defense. And now they're going against Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams and LaFleur calling the plays and A.J. Dillon and all the stuff the Packers have to offer on offense, mostly Aaron Rodgers. This is a, and On the other side, I have Taylor Heineke. That, that's bringing a knife to a bazooka fight is what that is. 
I mean, that, that's what you're doing here. You're going to have to score <laughs> points because your defense ain't any good. And Aaron Rodgers has got a bazooka, and you're giving Taylor Heineke a knife. Th- that is what this is. I like the Packers to run up and down the field on Washington. Taylor Heineke ain't scoring with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's not doing that. I mean, we expect this defense to be so good at the beginning of the year. They're one of the worst defenses in football. Uh-huh. And now they got to play the Packers, who are humming on offense. They are rolling right now. So yeah. give me the uh, – and I still own you. I love that by Aaron Rodgers, by the way. That was freaking – that was freaking sweet. I've owned you all my life. I still own you. That's uh I need to get that t-shirt. That's um I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get that t-shirt whenever that gets made. That is pretty freaking and he ain't wrong either. He ain't even wrong. Um yeah, I like the Packers minus eight against the uh against the football team. Yeah, last four games for Washington football team have allowed 30 or more points. On yeah, the they give they given up 38 to the Packers this week. <laughs> Uh, they, last game, <laughs> last game for me. Uh, this team is getting it together. Uh, Indianapolis Colts plus four at San Fran. I don't know why I'm really going with this on some trendy type stuff. Carson Wentz, last two years ago with the Eagles, had a bad team. Oh, Carson going to San Fran. Uh, who he's gonna throw to? Greg Ward Jr. Or who he's gonna throw to? They end up winning that game and outright, outright covering and outright winning. I think on the same thing. This is a different. Carson Wentz, he got better weapons than what he had in Philly. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. He's also not turning the ball over. Yeah, he's, not, he's not at all. Uh, he got a. He had a field day. He played against. Um, he played against a Houston team. Yeah, he played against some um, Division two college team last <laughs> week. So we can. True story. I seen him roll out. Go to his left. Throw it deep to Paris Campbell. Touchdown. I rolled right back over and went to sleep and continued my nap. Because I already knew what type of game I was getting with the Texans. I I I, I knew that. Like I said, yeah, this 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 ain't it, bro. This ain't, I'm sorry, Cully. I, I like you as a coach. You got great energy, but this this ain't it, bro. So um Indianapolis Colts are getting it together. Plus four. Uh the status up in the air, quarterback side for San Fran with Jimmy G. Say he feels good, his quad feels good. And Trey Lance, uh, he, well, he struggled with some ankle issues, right? So it's it's still, you know, kind of the toss of who they want. Um, Debo Samuel's putting the, putting together a nice season as well. But I just think Colts might outright win this. The running game, what Taylor Hines, and can't forget about Marlon Mack. He's he's the third string. This two years ago, three years ago, this brother was number one. Give me any of this coach plus four, plus four. Yeah, I'm uh I think you're on the right side here. The reason why I didn't bet this game, and I, I do really like your pick. The reason why I'm not betting it is because I believe San Francisco is a good team, and I believe they are going to turn it around at some point, and no better time than after the bye. Mm-hmm. So that that is my logic for not betting on the 49ers. It's just a, I think they're a really good team. And eventually they're going to turn it around. They're at home. Eventually they're just going to turn it around. But I do think you're on the right side here. Colts plus four, uh, getting more than a field goal there. I think two really good rosters, two teams with quarterbacks, question marks, good coaches. Uh, pretty evenly matched. You get more than a field goal. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you there on the Colts. It's just hard for me to pull the trigger against San Francisco. Uh, my last pick of the week. Um, I overlooked this game at first, but then I said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna just roll with it. Um, I don't really uh I don't like taking big favorites, but I like betting against the Houston Texans. Um I like the Arizona Cardinals minus 17 and a half against the Houston Texans. I think I like the Arizona Cardinals minus 37 and a half against the Houston Texans. Um, this is gonna be a blowout. JJ Watson had a field day, DeAndre Hopkins gonna have a field day. I do think the Cardinals day is coming when we're going to see that they're flawed. That day is not Sunday. <laughs> that, that, that day is not going to be Sunday. I mean, the Texans now they're just letting go of Whitney Merciless. They're talking about trading away to Sean Watson and there's all this stuff going on. David Culley's clearly in over his head. Laramie Tunsil, who's probably their best player is now out for the season. So they have no offensive line 
to speak of at this point. They certainly have no defensive line to speak of. I, I don't see what the Texans do well. And I know the Arizona Cardinals are going to put points up on the board. And you just be a look-ahead factor, a big win on the road in Cleveland without your head coach, you know, feeling really good about yourself. But now this is a revenge game for two of the leaders on the team for the Cardinals with uh, JJ, you know, he left on good terms, but D hop is, you know, frothing at the mouth this week. He is uh whatever player props are on Deandre Hopkins. I would just want to take the over um, love, uh, love the Cardinals minus 17 and a half. The Texans are last two road games have been outscored uh, 79 to three uh across the uh bills and the uh colts games um i believe that is correct um no 71 to 3 my bad 71 to 3 um still not good cardinals big this this is a you know in college football they said they call some games a look ahead game this is a look ahead for the cardinals Cause they play the Packers after they play the Texans, so it, it's it's a um. So I, this this is a large number. I think this is probably the largest spread this season uh, for an NFL team. Um, mm-hmm. The Texans are just bad all around, and then I, I'm hearing, you know, um, oh, if Tyrod Taylor, if he's healthy, maybe he'll come back. Like for what? What are, what are you bringing Tyrod back for? Sorry, Tyrod. Thank you for your year, but you're but you're you're done. I'm sorry. This is this is how your career has panned out for the last three years. We're sorry. We're sorry. We we're sorry, dude. We're sorry for bringing you into this. It, Davis, look, I don't care. If, now I know Colt, a COVID hit. You know, Pac-12, they were fighting. Big Ten, they were fighting. They they was able to squeeze five six games. You could have gave them a full season. Davis Mills to me wasn't the first round, the second round. He was right where he was at due to the Texan circumstances. He was right there in the third round. That's where he was supposed to be. Like he he can't like he's a rookie. He's going to get it. He's a Stanford guy, right? That's all. That's all I hear. He's a Stanford guy. He's going to get it. But like, bro, like, nah, this ain't it, man. The Pred Texans fans. 17 and a half, Gabe. Gabe, 17 and a half for an NFL team, a pro team, the best of the best. 17 and a half? Kickoff, this is going to be 19. You know, I think, all it, I think it should be like 24. <laughs> I mean, it ain't that. It ain't, it ain't got that bad. But, man, this. Nah. Nah, this team. This team ain't. Mm-mm. You ain't bring don't bring back Tyrod. Don't waste your time, Tyrod. Don't, right. don't waste your time. <laughs> they're gonna trade. Look, they're gonna trade. Look, they let go merciless, right? They're gonna let they're gonna let a lot more pieces go. A, a lot more. Tons of lucky he had a surgery. They're gonna they're gonna let him go. They, man, I'm telling you, they're gonna let go the whole team. What do you mean he's lucky? I think he wants to leave. Well, I know he wants to leave. It's it's gonna be. <sighs> It's gonna be tough. Yeah, I told I, you they were gonna be atrocious before the take season. the under, people. Take the under. Don't 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 jump on that over thinking Texans gonna give you 17 points. It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> jump on the under. Take the under because however many points the Cardinals score is however many points are gonna be in that game. <laughs> I think Texans what well, we played seven games so far. So we played six. I think the Texans are what four and two. Yeah, for they they have yeah, yeah. Carolina game went under. Uh, Indianapolis game went under. Buffalo game went Buffalo under. went under. It's another one that went under. I can't put my finger on it. Uh, who did they play in week two? The I don't Patriots. know. It don't matter. Pa- bet Patriots, bet Patriots the Cardinals in. minus seventeen and a half. Just bet and the Cardinals. The under. We take don't need under. to spend any more time on this Division two college football team. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Finish out the show. Uh, well, two finish, two uh, benchmark segments to finish out the show. Oh, oh, we do have a lot of dogs. Excuse me. Um, last week we were kind of successful. Uh, for myself, I'm. No, you were. You uh, were. Uh, I was. Oh, you were. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, it's fine. Vinci, <laughs> who they? Not who that. 
who they um since he's six and a half i think this game is at home against baltimore um hey this dude hey joe burrow jamar chase the lsu connection it's in both it's in baltimore actually so oh, shit. well they got a chance I, I believe in this team the lsu connection they share um since the defense is, is solid enough to keep them in the game um joe got a lot of weapons he got burrow I'm Lord, Lord. He got Boyd. I don't know why I said Boyd. He got Boyd. He got Chase. Running back, he got Mixon. He got the weapons. I think they can pull it off. Uh, big victory from Baltimore against the L.A. Chargers. A, a really setting the tone type victory against the Chargers. They didn't They didn't just beat them barely. They whooped yeah. They whooped them. You know, so I think this game going to be closer than what most people think. I think, I, I think since it could pull it off. They have the team. They've been in close games pretty much all season. They beat up a team in Detroit, too, that we talking about they they, they a moral victory 0-6. Anyway, uh, give me Cincy, six and a half. Yeah, I like this one for you because Baltimore has so many injuries, it has to catch up with them eventually. It just mm-hmm. has to come up, catch up with them eventually. And part of the group, Part of the injured group is the secondary, and with you know Chase and Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, C.J. Uzama really starting to find himself mm-hmm. with Cincinnati. Joe Mixon as well in the passing game. Eventually, it's going to rear its head, and I think Cincinnati has the potential to to attack you know some uh, backup players for the Ravens there. So I, I like that quite a bit. Um, my live dog of the week. I like uh, look. I think Tennessee can outscore. They can score with anybody. They showed with Buffalo last week. They can score with absolutely anybody. The Chiefs, they're reckless. Um, They're reckless, and they can't stop anybody. With Tennessee, well, I think the Chiefs are talented and a better team, and they're a five-and-a-half-point favorite for a reason. With Tennessee, they don't turn the ball over. Their team that scores a lot of points, they don't turn the ball over. Kansas City does turn the ball over. So give me the team that's really good on offense that doesn't turn the ball over against a team that turns the ball over a lot. I, You know, even last week against Washington, I picked Kansas City covered the spread. They covered the spread against Washington. They're still turning the ball over like crazy. They still are, you know, they're still super reckless with the ball. I don't see that getting fixed this week. I like the Titans plus five and a half. I like that. I like that pick. Because I feel like, like you said, they don't turn the ball over. They make great plays on offense. And I think it's going to be a field goal field goal game. Either either way you spin it. Yeah, it's Tennessee a – way, Kansas City. Yeah. And it's not, you know, Tennessee's a really good offensive team. The hell Kansas City has shown they can slow down anybody. I mean, I yeah. think Taylor Heineke put up 30 against them last week. Like, yeah. everyone's putting up 30 on the Kansas City Chiefs right now. No. <laughs> um. Uh, all right, to finish off the show, finish off the show, uh, best bet of the week. Um, we've been awful, but anyway, we can turn it around. It's still young season. Uh, this one, uh, y'all, you gave out, you went left field. I'm gonna give you your kudos, man. Colorado State versus New Mexico, like that was a good pick. I looked at that game and I said, nah, let me stay away from that game because I'm thinking, like. When I seen Terry Wilson wasn't playing for New Mexico, I was like, oh, shit, I should have bet it. But um, the Rams, shout out to the Colorado State Rams. They they dominated. And, and yeah, I know fashion. New Mexico's up in Wyoming this week. I almost uh, almost put almost put that one in the college football play. I'm telling you, University of New Mexico is not good, guys. Living here in New Mexico. Here, here's what you need to know about how bad University of New Mexico is. When they beat New Mexico State, who is an uh-huh. independent FCS school who isn't any good, they celebrated. They celebrated like it, like they won the damn Iron Bowl. You know, like it was Auburn beating Alabama. Um, that so that tells you what you need to know about University of New Mexico's uh, football program situation. <laughs> I'm going way out, way out. But I've been having my eyes on this team as a as you know, just talking to the cappers and just just really like just honing in on skill set of following teams of like, man, this this team could be special. Give me Western Kentucky, minus 15 at FIU, Florida International. Only why? Western Kentucky, when I seen this transfer guy, I said, wait, ain't that the quarterback from Houston Baptist? 
I said, he's zinging it like that? Yeah, he's having a hell of a year. Bailey's out. I'm proud of him because he carried that on. You know, when, when guys go from one double A and then they go to the FBS level, you know, it's kind of like, oh, maybe he wasn't playing that competition. But this brother was playing uh, Southland. He was playing some good schools, including your Sam Houston Bearcat. But Bailey's out, 26 touchdowns this year, four interceptions. Western, he didn't took Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky wasn't even a passing team like that. Since this young man has transferred, look at the points he's put up. 59 with UT Martin. 30, 35 against Army. They lost that game. They lost Indiana 31 in a losing effort, though. 33, excuse me. Put up 31 against Michigan State. They lost that game, too. But the, but the competitiveness is what I'm looking at. Yeah, I mean, 50. hey. I mean, that's they're putting up some points against some of these power five schools. That's uh, they're put they putting and an army putting up 35 on army. You gotta understand, army runs a triple option, they take oh, the air man. out of the ball. So, when you yeah. score in 35, you're scoring every possession. <laughs> <laughs> you try your best score every possession, and FIU is not good. FIU, FIU hasn't been good in probably about four years. I'm gonna say, uh, by, by really three years, honestly. They, they haven't been good ever since I got in this game of, of this sports gambling game. But anyway, that's a long story short. I ain't got time to explain it. But Western Kentucky, minus 15, Bailey's out, is going to zap this offense, and that's defense going to hold it down. So look for a 34-6 score from Western Kentucky. Take them. Best bet of the week. It 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 always comes back to the Southland Conference. Is uh, no, he, he's playing well. Zap's playing well for Western Kentucky. What a great QB name, too. Bailey Zap. That's Bailey the, Zap. That's a good. That's a great QB name there. I'm I'm with you on that. West Western Kentucky, the way they can put up points, the way they can sling the ball around in Florida International, just not very good. Um, my out of left field pick. So as we all know, I am a huge Tom Brady fan. I don't really make a secret about that. Um, I have the Chicago Bears plus twelve and a half. I see this game. It's I can see it being a defensive struggle. I can see it being a shootout. Uh-huh. Regardless, I see the Bears staying in it. They have Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, Akeem Hicks on that defense, Eddie Jackson in the back end. They have really, really good defensive players. The the corner, gosh, what's his freaking name? The corner from Utah, I Jalen Johnson. Uh-huh. Jalen Johnson, the corner. He's been, you know, one of the, you know, Trayvon Diggs, second year corner, gets all the love and you know all the interceptions. I get it. Jalen Johnson's having a really, really good year for for Chicago. Watch out for him. I think he's going to make some plays in this one. Tampa Bay's defensive front is good. Their back end is terrible. Justin Fields, I mean, Allen Robinson, he had that, I think Allen Robinson is a breakout candidate for him. Darnell Mooney is someone that Justin Fields is showing a connection with out there. Darnell Mooney and his speed with the backups and the slow guys that got out there, like Richard Sherman, who's past his athletic prime. Darnell Mooney, I like him to potentially have a big game in this one. Allen Robinson, a really good receiver. Cole Komet, young burgeoning tight end. Jimmy Graham in the red zone. I lean towards this being a shootout, and I like Chicago to put up some points here. Like Tampa Bay to win this game. Love Chicago to cover here. They have good defensive personnel, and I don't trust Tampa to stop quality offense right now, and I feel like we're seeing Justin Fields get better and better every week. And I think with his legs, he'll get out of the pocket some. You can't really run the ball on Tampa, but I think we'll see Justin Fields make some plays on the run, getting out of the pocket, getting downfield, maybe forcing the linebackers to come up and hit it behind their ear, hit some big passing plays. I like the Bears to say in it. I think this is a one-score game. I think the spread is way too high. Rob, the Bears are four and two. Or no, they're three. My God, they're three and three. They're three and three. They're three and three. The Bears are three and three. We're forgetting that. With like, this is not a bad. I know Aaron Rodgers running the "We Own You," which he does, <laughs> but the Bears are not a bad football team. Mm-hmm. Twelve and a half against a fringe playoff team—that's a huge number. Give me the Bears plus twelve and a half here. I like them to stay in this one. I don't like them to win. I like them to stay in it, though. I like that. I like that pick. I like that pick. Justin Fields is improving every week. I like that pick. Uh, recap, best bet of the week, Gabe will go 13 and a half, oh, excuse me, 12 and a half versus uh, <laughs> Chicago Bears, 12 and a half at Tampa Bay. I'm going Western Kentucky. I know these said never take a favorite road, uh, favorite road team, but Zap, Bailey Zap is that, he's that, he's that guy. 
minus 15 at Florida International University, known as FIU. And that is it for the gambling shack. I think I'm very confident in our cards. I'm honestly very confident in our cards. We will drop. That's my dog picks and live dog picks. Uh, and um, maybe best, we might slip a bit bit in there. I might, we might slip a little bit. I'll put Chicago 12 and a half out there. I want that one. I I don't want to be accused too much of being a Brady homer. I bet against them with the Rams, and it worked out. I'm just putting that out there. Bet against (laughs) them when the when they played the Rams, and that worked out. So yeah, when I bet on teams I hate or against teams I like, it works out really well. Yeah, that's that's what you did last week in college football. Gabe is on fire. That is the episode concluding. Oh, uh, this is a joke. Uh, this is rap. As Nick Saban would say, this is rat poison. <laughs> this is rat uh, poison. I'm Robert Harris Jr., a.k.a. Bobby Beats. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at RoboHairs Jr. Follow my main man, Gabe Myers, G underscore Myers 33 on Twitter. And as always, go Astros. And as always, happy betting. Happy betting.